We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as you walk in the house, it's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to start no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chatter, throw the mat. Now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a Brontosaurus burger. The Fan. Hour number two on Danny and Dusty. Danny Morang here flying solo. Not entirely solo. We've got swag behind the glass filling in for Rusty. We're going to have the quick switch in the producers, uh, I believe, in the next segment. Yeah, Jordan should be here uh, momentarily. Not, the, so, not uh, that you're counting the, the minutes at all. So, no, my uh, my day-night doubleheader shift will be uh, <laughs> be done. Then I'll go home and... Uh, Your watch is ended. Start doing. Uh, start getting ready for tomorrow. We got to get stat story ready for the morning, and probably have some production to get done. Ah, no, come on now. It, it, everything comes to a complete crawl once we get off the air. That's how this. <laughs> this is, that's how this actually works. Uh, speaking of coming to a crawl, uh, have the 49ers Super Bowl hopes come to a complete stop? No, 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 no. You, you, I don't think so. You're, you're all in on uh, large member Brock. Brock Purdy. I didn't. <sighs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, big, big, big dong. Brock, oh, we'll go with I, that. I wasn't aware that yeah, that was um, a thing. Yeah, no, my uh, my Twitter feed uh, had a, uh, uh, you know, what's trending, and oh. it had Cam Johnson and Damian Lillard and that, and I'm like, I'm not clicking that Twitter. <laughs> no, <laughs> I refuse, Elon. I'm not gonna do it. There you go. But. Uh, Kyle Shanahan continues to torture his former assistants and coordinators, just like Bill Belichick. Uh, listen, it, it's 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 a fun little tree. I mean, you look at who what was it? You got McDaniel's, McVeigh, and um, who's the third? There's another Shanahan coach out there that he beat up on. I'm struggling to remember. Uh, regardless, he he beats up on his former coordinators and assistants. Uh, Thirty-three seventeen. Uh, Tua looked okay in the sense of you know three hundred. 300 yards, two touchdowns, but uh, they were also able to turn him over. Yeah. That that defense, now that they are getting healthy, that has been this. Okay, is there a team in the NFL that needs more oversight and help on the health and fitness side than the 49ers? You look at that team over the last three years. There's, the there's, Chargers. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Are they are they using the same insurance company? Is Maybe this, is it the same same. They're both in California. There's like is is that the, the California? I mean, we all know that California healthcare system is hell. Yeah. But 
that team has been ravaged. Yes. Ravaged by injuries. Across the board. I mean, losing both quarterbacks to devastating foot injuries? Come on. Seriously? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I hate the 49ers as a Raiders fan. Like that that's dying. And then the like, funny part was watching uh watching the Seahawks Rams game when Wolford got his foot absolutely <laughs> crunched and he's back there a series later running totally around. Totally fine. It doesn't make any sense. I, I know it's been it's been kicked around and, and ballied around and Kyle Shanahan has kind of shot it down. The idea of Baker Mayfield coming in for the 49ers. Do you think there's any chance that, that they look that way? Or is Brock Brock Purdy their guy? I poo-pooed the whole Mayfield thing. I, from the standpoint of this, is at this point, I'm in position to make the playoffs, and all I'm concerned about is giving my team the best opportunity to make a run late. And Brock Purdy's been in the room every single week watching those guys, two guys ahead of him, prepare. (laughs) I know he hasn't had reps. Uh, Baker Mayfield, if he comes in, there's the circus is smaller, but there's still still a circus that comes in with it. Kyle Shanahan Shanahan hates that crap. Yes. Um, And Baker Mayfield, will he feel compelled to play for his NFL career and try to go beyond the scope of what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. That would be my concern. I feel like those those two go hand-in-hand at this point, though. So with Brock Purdy, I think all the other guys there, they rallied around him in this game, but it seems to be, you know, whatever confidence they have in him, but I think he's their guy right now, and I don't know if you get that with Baker Mayfield coming. You only got, what, five games left? Yeah, four or five games. Yeah, they're eight and they're eight and four. Four, so five games left. How long is it going to take Baker Mayfield to get up to speed where Kyle Shanahan is comfortable with him in there? And then at that point, I I, I don't know. I just I I I think right now all the, all the egg, well, all your remaining eggs are just in the basket of this season, and you're not worried about whatever's happened quarterback wise after this. And I think there's not enough season left to try and invent something with Baker Mayfield for the potential circus that could be coming with him. So you're telling me you we could be running into the playoffs. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know it Brock sounds Purdy, crazy. With Brock Purdy and Mike White as starting quarterbacks in the AFC and NFC. Well, Mike White's just flat out better than Zach Wilson. I mean, so, there's no disagreement there. But So, yeah. That's insane. I understand that. <laughs> But Nick Foles came in and took Philly to a Super Bowl championship. I, you're not wrong. You're you're not wrong in that. And sense. And if there's anybody you know outside of Sean McVay that can construct a game plan to fit around a quarterback, and assuming you know for the 49ers, assuming your defense is going to put scoreboard pressure on your opponent, mm-hmm. and you have. All of these weapons around you, if you can, if your offensive line can hold up, which it, is the question with the four, you know, players. obviously, if you start losing guys like Trent Williams, then all bets are off. It doesn't yeah. matter who's back there, quarterback there. So, so yeah, I think 
that's as much status quo as you can keep together, and I think that's more important than anything else at this point in the season. How interesting would this be, storyline-wise, if this search for a quarterback for the 49ers ended up being Brock Purdy? And this, this, this was the Tom Brady scenario, where it's not about Trey Lance, it's not about Jimmy G., it's in fact with Brock Purdy, <laughs> and they find their their quarterback in that vein, and the likelihood is is slim to none. The, the stepping into the Tom Brady stuff, everybody always wants. To, I mean, the, the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in town. The backup backup or the guy you pull up off the street, not typically that guy. Well, this isn't an issue anymore. I am uh, flipping over to uh, NFL Live. Baker Mayfield has been claimed by the Rams. Breaking news from uh, Adam Schefter. There you yeah. go. Former number one pick Baker Mayfield was claimed. He was claimed on waivers. He, claimed by waiver. Claimed off waivers by the Rams. Didn't clear waivers. That's no. interesting because the Rams have to have have, an actually a relatively high slot. Uh yeah. What are they? Four, four and eight, eight? or so, three and nine? Four and eight. Uh, that's a good question. Let me pull up my standings. They've been so bad this year. And so, well, the other thing now you wonder if maybe there was a residual injury to Wolford's foot. After the fact, true, or it the ankle just swelled Rams are up. Three and nine, yeah, they're three and nine. So they might just need somebody to get, get them through, through the season. through the rest of the season because they've gone and yeah, if we, God, I haven't seen an injury report on Wolford and but, the desperation from Baker here playing behind that offensive line. Good lord, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about again? But if you're going to resurrect your career, if you're going to have you know get with Sean McVay and the brilliance of that. I mean, you you watched what happened with Bryce Perkins and John Wolford. It's and pretty, the Seahawks say thank you very much. Yes, and it's pretty easy to see Sean McVay going, yeah, go ahead, let's grab Baker. Because the he's getting his money taken care of by the Panthers. So you, you pick up his final, what, five weeks and call it good. And you, you get through the end of the season. Yeah. That's just uh, that's obscene. I, I'm just looking at this 49ers team, though, and I, I keep going back to just how beat up they have been. And it's been one thing after another. I mean, you go back a couple years, it was Jimmy and his shoulder. Then it's Trey Lance and his ankle. Now it's Jimmy and his ankle. That defense, I mean, how many linebackers did they lose over a a four-year period when uh, Kaepernick was there? I mean, they, they just seemingly every year for seven or eight years now, they have had devastating injuries that have set back... Over the last 10 years, the 49ers might be the most talent-laden franchise to not win a Super Bowl. They've had their fair share of dudes, no question. That's what I mean. Like You look around the NFL, and there's so many teams that would kill to have had the personnel that they have had, but they have had devastating injuries at multiple levels that have kept those guys from being those guys. And I just wonder if this is another year. Are... The 49ers, kind of the this generation's Buffalo Bills, obviously not making the four straight Super Bowls, but on paper you look at them every year as a perennial Super Bowl contender, and yep. every single year they step face first into a bear trap. Well, now it seems like they're getting healthy outside of the quarterback position all around them. Which, ironically, is probably the one position that they can actually afford to not be yep. healthy in. Because of all the other weapons and because of the defense. Let me pose this to you. With replacement-level quarterback play, are they a Super Bowl threat? Yeah, because I think the NFC is wide open. 
I would say if you were in the AFC and you were going to have to beat two of the three teams named Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City, mm-hmm. where uh, you would seemingly have to be able to score 25 to 30 points on the road in to get a win, snow. I think that's asking too much. But if you have a defense that can keep somebody in the uh, 14 to 17 point range, so all you got to come up with is if you can get to 20, 21, that should be good enough for that defense. See who the 49ers have left on their schedule. Well, they got the Cow- or uh, the Seahawks yeah. in two weeks on Thursday night. So they got Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. So the Raiders and Cardinals, you got to <laughs> chalk that up. At that point uh, in the season, they're mailing it in. Well, the Raiders, depending on what happens this week, might might be in a wild card hunt. It'll it'll go one of two ways. Yeah. It'll be wild card or they're they're yep. gone. It'll be one or the other. So. So the Commanders are still in a fight, but you would think that defense can bottle up. I think Heineke. they can handle, I think they can handle, handle Peaky Blinders. So, Did you see what he what he wore to the game the other day? No, I missed that. You, you ever watched Peaky Blinders? No. Okay, you know what it is, right? I have no idea. Okay, so Birmingham, England, nineteen twenties. Okay. Think think of that dress with gotcha. the little you know for, fedora and the okay. pocket watch. Okay, tight hemmed pants. He 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 rocked that uh. to the game. All right. I'm telling you right now, you wear that to the game, you better not lose because you're going to look like a real a-hole sitting up there at the podium with your Peaky Blinders uh, gear on. But you, you take a look at it. Commanders is a team they should probably beat. Seahawks, that's one probably a coin toss. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What you know? What Geno Smith do you get? What can the in Seattle. Seahawks do? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going. Oh, are you? Yeah, buddy of mine up there has okay. got season tickets. He's like, I got an extra ticket. So. That should that should be a good one. I'm sure it'll should be weather, a lot of fun. Sure weather weather, weather will be, be interesting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, weather will be interesting up there. Uh, they got the Bucks this week, uh, fresh off their uh, uh, ridiculous three minute comeback. Yep, uh, Tom Brady forty fourth uh, comeback in fourth quarter history, which is or forty fourth comeback in the fourth quarter, the, the the most in NFL history. He continues to be insane. Uh, but see, let's see one. Two, it'll probably three wins, damn near guaranteed here. This is probably you would think team, so. Which that gets you to what eleven? Yeah, and prob and you're probably winning the NFC West at that point in time. the The game against the Seahawks is really going to decide this. Because they win that, then they got they, the division. They've got it because it's going to give them two plus the tiebreak. So, all right, we'll see where this one goes. Uh, coming up, we got the worst day on the web, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, uh, Brett Favre continues to. Uh, be stuck in all of this, and there's more and more updates as we work through the Mississippi uh, money scandal. Uh, this is uh, Danny Marine on Today the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Danny and Dusty on the fan. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, is a quick change in the bullpen. Had the lefty warming up. Had swag. Eat as many innings as could. Jordan Schultz is with us now, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Great. Good to be here with you. Good to be in today. Long shift for me, too, but it's cool. Are you uh, you filling in for uh, primetime? I am. I'll be here till seven tonight. So Swag had a much longer day than I did. You, he did. Listen, look at this. This is the the brilliance of tending to the fan right now. Two producers covering three shows all day from six in the morning till seven at night. That doesn't sound like any kind of particular hell. I mean, it's <laughs> hey, I love sports. I love radio. See, actually, I I listened to you last hour and you were saying, you know what, I love this and I'm going to love this the same when I'm fifty as I do right now. I'm kind of on that same ilk, man. I just I love sports. I love radio. So being here, it, you know, getting to do appearances or getting to do shifts on the on the board or doing shows, I'm gonna love it just as much later on as I do now. Oh, I'm gonna beat that out of you. Okay. Well, <laughs> damn it if you don't, and if you do, then I guess I'll be out of here. Uh, quick little update: We're gonna have uh, Sean Hyken of Rose Gun Report join us in the two o'clock hour to talk Blazers. The Blazers currently uh, at thirteen and eleven um, in a position i think everybody kind of hoped they'd be over 500 uh but they've got a couple days off thankfully they uh they actually got uh monday and tuesday off from practice entirely because uh i'll be blunt they are beat to hell uh and they need that rest uh incredibly i would imagine that they'll practice tomorrow and when they do it'll be a light smattering of practice like a little smattering Little, little, T- talking like a run through, maybe not even a full five on five, but yeah, just a couple I, of shoot arounds. I, I think they'll go. I think they'll go a little heavier than a shoot around. Okay. I don't. I don't think they're going to go full full at it five on five because, listen, I, Chauncey um, and he said this the other night. It was a fantastic pregame quote. You, you got to trust science. And uh, he that was in reference to uh, rest in the NBA now. The idea of the toughness, uh, you know, when he played. Of uh, getting done with a game and Larry Brown saying, no, 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 no. You're going to go practice now. Which, if you tried to explain that to an NBA player under 25 today, they would look at you like, you practiced after games? And it just sucks that the effort is questioned in that, too. And we needed the science to give us the, I guess some old boomers would still call it an excuse yes. to take a day or two off. But, yeah, that that's frustrating. It's nice now that we know that that is actually better for all of these athletes. Taking a day or two off and people that are hard on them, stop being hard on them. They need it. Not fundamentally breaking down your body. And, and even with Chauncey. 
Chauncey's in that in-between range where he talks about, like, he talked about it, like, in the sense of, like, you got to trust science. There was a, a little bit of a wink and a nod there of, like, listen, if I could, I would drive these guys into the ground. <laughs> so even he's got that old school in him. Larry Brown was his coach! There you go. Like, he's, he has more than a few times said something to along the lines to me of, I wish we could practice more. I wish we could practice more. Yeah, there are rules now. You, don't you have to take some off days by NBA mandate now? Is that a thing? Uh, a little leading, bit more than the leading up to the year? season. Yes, you're you're limited in what you can do. Much like the NFL, you're limited in how many practices and how many days in pads, all that kind of stuff. What NBA teams do to get around this? Because they're not every team, and this is why you have good teams, you have bad teams, you have good cultures and bad cultures. Some teams get into town a month early. And for those that don't know, most people who don't live in their cities that they play in, like in Portland, like if you're in a full a full time uh, local, like you live in L.A. or New York, and so you have runs at the Black Ops Center uh, in New York, or you have runs usually at UCLA. Those are the two big runs in the off season. Okay. So those guys will get their their runs in until early August, and then. Slowly over the month of August, they'll leak into moving back to their various cities. In Portland this year, all of the young guys, all of the summer league guys, were here like three weeks before summer league camp opened. They were ready to go. They were here in like June while the NBA finals were going on. They were here getting ready, which is what you saw in summer league. A young team that looked in verily better than. Every other team on the floor bursting at the seams with talent in the summer league. It was yes. I, it was obvious. Yes, and a part of that was because they'd all play together. Uh, even without, it's kind of funny you think about it now. What if they did have Shaden Sharp in the summer league? Would it would have been an all time summer league team? Is that what we're looking at? I don't know. I'm almost glad that he didn't that, that he didn't play because <laughs> I, I see. I'm worried with players that look like Nick Batum in their first summer league, you know, and then end up you know being super successful. Mm-hmm. Nick Batum had to fight through a lot of that initial uh, uh, drag of of attitude on him. It's just like his talent's not quite there, and then all of a sudden it was. And I'm glad Shaden didn't have to deal with that. It's true. He didn't. You didn't have to to kind of go with the. I'll say this: Zach Collins had the worst summer league of any player I've ever seen. 2017 NBA Summer League, Zach Collins was the worst player I had ever, the worst lottery pick I've ever seen I mean, by any any stretch of the imagination. He's a highest paid cheerleader in Portland Trailblazers history. Uh, yeah, so. it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a rough watch. But I, I say all of this because they, they get up, they gear up, they get ready, they go to uh, Summer League, they get done with that. And usually it's a dispersal. Remember uh, Trenton Watford uh, hilariously called Damian Lillard. Uh, for his birthday in, in Mexico. They were down there for the week. Him and Ant, a couple other guys were down there living up, having the, the best of times down there. It looked like there was definitely some uh, some drinks being had. And uh, after all of that, though, Dame, you know, he gets married. He does everything he does this summer or that summer kind of, you know, getting out of everything. I'm sorry, uh, last year uh, in, in the wildness of that. All that behind him, they pack up and they get here into town in early August. And they are playing three on three, four on four, five on five, and that bonding, that togetherness, that grouping, so to speak, is kind of what springboarded them into this season. And they looked awful in the preseason. They were, uh, we're talking uh, a post game to Dame. He goes, "We didn't, we didn't win a game in the preseason, right? Right?" And we're like, "Well, Maccabi." He goes, "That doesn't count, you know, against an NBA opponent. We didn't, we didn't win a game." He goes. But then those first four or five games of the season, how good do we look? 
How good did we look? And that's invariably what we want to get back to when we get healthy. This is how this all started. The idea of health and being on the same level, being on the same mindset. The Blazers need to get both those things back. And these three days off are going to allow them to do that. If they can get there with that, they can rediscover some of the magic that they had before they go out on the six-game road trip. Uh, we've got the worst day on the web, and I've alluded to it already, coming up here in the next segment. And it it's... I keep hearing, what about Brett Favre? What about Brett Favre from the, the, the Kyrie fans, from the Kanye fans? Number one, if you're a fan of one of those people, why? 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 Good question. Number two... We're going to tell you why you don't hear Brett Favre's name in the news very often. It's because stuff keeps happening that didn't happen to those two guys. Uh, But first, we got an update here with uh, Jordan Schultz. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for today's Worst Day on the Web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Man, that sucked. The saga that keeps on sucking, indeed, with uh, Mr. Brett Favre, it will not end. Uh, for those keeping track, and I, and I, I kind of led into this with the, why don't we hear about Brett Favre? Why doesn't the media talk about Brett Favre? Why isn't Brett Favre standing up and apologizing? Well, because Brett Favre is under federal investigation, and if he goes out there and apologizes under investigation, that means he's guilty. He's not going to go out there and do that. But we do have an update in it because Mississippi has changed their demands of Brett Favre in a welfare lawsuit. The, this from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. The Mississippi Department of Human Services uh, Monday changed its demands against retired NFL quarterback Brett Favre in a lawsuit that seeks repayment of misspent welfare money. Again, misspent welfare money. That was intended to help some of the poorest people in the U.S. So he took money from the poorest state in the country going to the poorest people in the country. That, my friends, is a bleeping horrible human. Horrible human. And this coming from a guy who loved Brett Favre growing up. Loved him. Loved him. Might have to start calling him Brett Favor again. I mean, that's, my, seriously, because that's all he was doing was doing favors for his school and his, and his daughter going to uh, uh, was it USM? Sneaking get, the dad joke in there too. Like I like that. that. Huh? Um, but uh, what basically wired jiggered money around to the point of getting it all to uh, build a volleyball court, a volleyball court, millions of dollars uh, for, for a volleyball court for, for a his new daughter. Stadium. 
that didn't go to people who can't eat. Like I, I, I want to frame this as bad as humanly possible because it's as bad as humanly possible. That's what I'm going with here. So the department has dropped its demand of $1.1 million against Brett Favre, acknowledging he's already repaid that money for an unfulfilled pledge of public speeches. But it made a new demand of $5 million against Brett Favre and a university sports foundation saying the money from the anti-poverty program was improperly used to pay for a volleyball arena at the University of Southern Mississippi. Five million. So it's like, hey, you know what? He did take $1.1 million for speeches that he didn't do, and I believe they were during COVID, which kind of, okay, but he took the money. And I'll be the first to say, he's not the only guy out there doing this. He's just the one who got caught. But he paid that back with interest because that Wrangler money, it keeps on coming. Same with that Tommy Copper money. It ain't cheap. Listen, I've, I've seen what people make for commercials on a state and like local level. It's good money. When you're getting national TV ads running during Sunday night football, your residuals are dumb. I do wonder what the beard trimmer money uh, money he got oh, actually was. My goodness. I wonder what it costs to lock Favre up to, to advertise a beard trimmer. I. I would bet in the millions. Oh, absolutely. I just I want to know the number. That stuff always fascinates Probably me. Probably two, two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'd say the two to three, maybe A even... year-long campaign with yeah. that many ad spots. And that's just for a beard trimmer. Yeah. Listen, so he's got money, but he pays back the $1.1 million he owes with the... Uh, with Actually, with interest. Good guy, Brett Favre. There you go. He paid it back with interest. I'm lying. He's not a good guy. He just did what he had to do to stay out of jail. But that's taken care of. But what isn't taken care of is the uh, impermissible use of funds allocated, again, for the poorest people in the country who don't have food. $5 million worth. And I hope they nail him to the wall with it. And I hope he continues to have the worst day on the web. Because until this has resolution, I'm going to continue hoping for that because this is like... This is the most Scroogey McScrooge duck thing that you could ever do. Like, go dive in your pit of money and take more money that you don't need. That's the thing. Is he? Brett Favre is not broke. This is not a, a, a case of a uh, multi-millionaire athlete losing all their money. This is not Eric Johnson. If you want to see an insane story, Eric Johnson, the hockey player, he had all of his money stolen by his parents. Four, I think it was $40 million worth of career earnings. My they had, goodness. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Like a Bernie Kosar type of story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same same kind of situation. Um, Brett, Brett got bread. If Brett wanted to go build this stadium, he could have easily done it. Hell, he could have fundraised it with all of his other rich friends. But instead, he siphoned $5 million from the poorest community, the poorest state, and the poorest people in the entire country. And now they're going after him for it, and... By God, I, I'm, I'm. This is the one time you're going to see me pulling for the government. This is the one time you're going to see me. Okay, good, good, Mister Mister Black Suit Government Man, go get that person, please. Government, use all of the power afforded to you to step all over this single individual. And in case people forgot, the receipts are all there. This is it's still at the alleged uh, point as far as where My we are. My dad in the didn't investigation. use a burner. No. <laughs> No, he did not do anything. All the texts are still able to be read. You can go find it right now in you, the judgment, yeah, in the initial uh, initial charge, I guess I should You don't say. even need a freedom of information request. They, nope. that, it's already out there. They have the text messages. You can go find them online. They are open evidence. 
and they are bad. Hey, can this be traced back to me? Yeah, what do you do? How is there a defense on the other end of that one? Um, can this be traced back? Well, I'm just not going to talk about that. What is I, I need to see the answer because he is going to be deposed. I'll plead the fifth. Yeah, that's all it's going to be. It's going to be uh, under under the advisement from my attorney. I respectfully plead the fifth amendment like you. Yeah. I, listen, man, I would go full Chappelle just just for the for the giggles. Fifth. I mean, I'd, I'd lean into it at that point. Uh, I mean, you got nothing else going for you. Um, but all right. Brett Favre is our worst day on the web, and I continue to hope it's to be terrible for him. Uh, that, that until that whole situation is taken care of, and he pays that one back with interest. And even then, then he can go disappear in whatever backwoods Mississippi farm he continues to live on. Uh, but coming up next, the Pac-12 uh, Player of the Year awards have been announced. I've got the email here in hand. Um, there's not necessarily surprises, but there's a couple things here that uh, that I saw. I was like, oh. Okay, cool. Uh, Dusty and I made our pick last week. Uh, we'll see how right we are uh, coming up next. This is Danny Morang on uh, Danny and Dusty. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. I love that one-liner because it sounds like Daddy and Dusty. It's my favorite one. Daddy Meringue in here for you. No Dusty. No Rusty. Jordan Schultz is going to be our closer tonight, stepping in for Swag, who's stepping in for Rusty. Uh, And I've got the illustrious email here from the Pac-12 that has the all-conference players on it. And uh, as well as the the award winners across the board, Dusty and I did our picks uh, last week. And I think we did we did pretty well when it comes out. Um, we we ultimately have to, we ended up on the same ones for a lot of the, of these, but there's a couple in here that we thought were coin tosses and ended up being coin tosses. In the least shocking fashion imaginable, Caleb Williams was named Offensive Player of the Year, <laughs> the Heisman finalist, uh, uh, every offensive award finalist in the country was the Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, this gives USC back-to-back Offensive Player of the Year award with Drake London winning it last year. Uh, I mean, he is what he is. He's barring a massive change in what we thought heading into last weekend. Williams should end up being the Heisman Trophy. I'm surprised that he's the Offensive Player of the Year. There were great offensive players in the Pac-12 this year. Penix was tremendous. Nix was. We were talking about him as a dark horse uh, before the injury. The Pac-12 is in a good spot going forward. Williams is going to be back. Panics is going to be back. Knicks might be back. Probably a coin toss. But there's there's going to be some uh, award finalists, uh, watch lists, all of those things heading into next year where the Pac-12 is sitting at the top of a lot of them. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, hilariously, USC won this one as well. You would be shocked if you watched the USC-Utah game. And uh, you thought that the best player in the conference defensively was on the USC roster. In fact, yes. Uh, Tui Tui Pelotu uh, leads the nation in sacks at 12 and a half. He is the first Trojan in the last 30 seasons to have at least 12 sacks in the season. Uh, he is second in college football this year, 21 tackles for loss, and that is the most by a Trojan since Kunechi Daisy had 26 in 2003. Uh, like Caleb Williams on the offensive side of the ball, Thule is a finalist for basically every defensive uh, award uh, in the country right now. 
But that's enough of the Trojan love uh, because freshman offensive player of the year, Dusty called this one. I wanted to go this way, but I I, I went the other way with Jaden Ott. Freshman offensive player of the year, Damian Martinez out of Oregon State, second in the country among FBS freshmen and 38th overall in the country, 970 rushing yards. He should, in their bowl game against Florida, pick up more than 30 yards because it sounds like a, like 35 players for Florida in the transfer portal and their quarterback is gone. It's going to be interesting to see how the Florida Gators or how many of the Florida Gators or what version of the Florida Gators actually end up playing in that bowl game that is unfortunately being played at a kickoff before noon in Las Vegas. Who the hell does anything at Las Vegas before noon? My God. Last time I stayed in Vegas, I was awake until 630 the next morning. So, yes, that's Las Vegas. Yep. Like bed, like suggested bedtime is like 330 in the morning. Stuff's still going on, baby. This is pre-pandemic, too. Yeah, and again, it, it's changed a little bit post-pandemic. There are some places that close at midnight, 1 oh, o'clock. Which really? Is, yeah, it was a little weird. My wife and I were down there this summer. I was like, what do you mean you're closed? It's, it's midnight in Las Vegas. The city never sleeps. Come on now. Come I mean, on. there, there is, I do enjoy places not wanting to employ useless employees and they do get to go home with their families instead of being there for the seven degenerates i'm okay with that so there's a balance no, but no it's a degenerate <laughs> city no you know what you're getting into that's how this works uh, but uh Demi martinez uh becomes a another in a long list of illustrious freshmen uh to win the freshman of the year it has been broken up into offensive defensive freshman of the year uh we'll get the defense defensive here in just a second uh, but Jamar Jefferson won it in 2018. Jacris uh, Rogers won it in 2008. Uh, Jeremy Perry, the offensive guard, won it in 2005. Brandon Browner won it in 2003. Uh, Oregon State is not new to this. Um, it's, it's, it's had this situation there for years, really, no matter who the coach was or what's going on in the program. If you're good enough to play as a freshman, they'll play you there. That's always been kind of the thing at Oregon State, and uh, Damian Martinez had himself a hell of a year. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Utah's Lander Barton, which if you drew two names out of a hat, you could not come up with a more Utah name than Lander Barton. You you cannot convince me that it's possible. There's just no way. In fact, I have to run this by Sucanic when he, when he comes in just to see what he says. If I say Lander Barton uh, as a uh, BYU alum, I, w- I will guarantee you he will call that the most Utah-ass name he has ever heard. There's just no way. There's just no bleepity bleeping way that you could have a more Utah name than that. But anyways, three and a half sacks a season, five tackles for loss, uh, had a monster game against USC, six tackles, tackle for loss, and a fumble recovery, and a pass breakup in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, just all-around good young player to watch what's coming up. Uh, in Utah, and I'm sure Whittingham will have another dude who's just a dude who's just a dude beyond dudes. Getting to coach of the year. The cowards at the Pac-12, they split the vote, which is kind of hilarious because we Dusty and I talked about exactly this. I don't think they're cowards. I love this decision. I gave it selfishly to Lincoln Riley because he came in and delivered on what was an illustrious promise. Taking a 4-8 and eight USC team and plugging and playing that offense into one of the best offenses in the country. Heisman Trophy winner. Like, everybody said, yeah, they should, but will they? And he did it. 11 Absolutely. wins. 
do you think USC's prestige came into, it obviously came into the minds 100%. of these decision makers saying, 100%. okay, he had a little bit more, not a spaceship like Ryan Day took over, but he had a lot of pieces in place. Certainly. Coaching was terrible at USC, comes in, does well, but that's what was expected. Jonathan Smith and Kalen DeBoer mm-hmm. really going and rising above Way above those expectations. At least that's what I see. I will push back on DeBoer a little bit because okay. that cupboard wasn't bare. All right. But, You're right there. But they did bring in the key pieces. He brings in Indiana, a guy who he's familiar with, and Penix like that. And Penix is the most destructive quarterback in the country. Throws for more yards, more touchdowns, just been phenomenal. Go over your head any time. Yeah, I mean, in, fantastic. And obviously his return to Washington is going to be everything. But... He took what Jimmy Lake tore down and built it back up into a powerhouse, a 10-win team. And Jonathan Smith continues to do the unthinkable, which is get better every year. Every single year. is in. I had people laugh at me. I had people roll their eyes at me. I had people, oh, are you sure, coming out of Pactel Media Day. I go, this Oregon State team is going to win at least eight games. They'll probably win nine. And, like, and I said, there's an outside chance that this team wins 10. And Dusty's like, no, 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 no. I, You're crazy. You're crazy. And my whole point the entire time was, and this is going to sound so dumb, two and a half minutes with Jonathan Smith. Two and a half minutes with him at Pac-12 Media Day, and I was sold. I was sold. There was just something about him and the way he went about it and I can see how, how he can get guys to come to Corvallis. How he can get buy-in. Because when he was done, I looked at Dutsy and I was like, that's a coach I could play for. Immediately. Strikes me as a no-nonsense kind of a dude. He is, but there's the... It's not no-nonsense in the sense of no fun. Okay, and that's perfect. Like Herm, Herm had no fun left. Herm Edwards and Arizona State had no fun left. Kyle Whittingham, who's a no-nonsense guy, there's fun with Kyle Whittingham. Lincoln Riley, who's a little more buttoned up. There's fun with Lincoln Riley. That was the trend. There was there was a lot of, not just prestige and swagger, but there was just... I've been in a room with four-star generals and secretary of defense. Like, there's... Very there's, serious men and women. But not just that. They command a room. Gotcha. They don't have to say a word. They don't have to say a single word. When almost every one of these coaches sat down, you could feel their presence. And Jonathan Smith's not this big, imposing guy. DeBurr's a, a, a taller dude, but Dickert's not this, you know, well-known. But every single one of these coaches in the Pac-12 this year, Chip, Chip's a little guy. But every single one of these coaches that sat down had this this aura about them when I was like, we got done down there that day, and I went, man, there's a lot of really good coaches in this conference. And, you know, that was kind of the thing is in, on our drive back from, from Pacto Media Day to the airport was just the conference is in such good shape, but if they could just deliver this year, they could, and they did. Multiple nine-win teams, not a bunch of teams scraping into bowl games, and you get Kalen DeBurr and Jonathan Smith as co-coaches of the year the Pac-12. Almost delivered a little too well with the cannibalization happening at the end of the year, but yeah. You know, it it happens. But you see just how well positioned the Pac-12 is going into next year. We talked about, we've now added Deion Sanders to the Pac-12. 
Oh, man. You, you're you're filling um, a spot at Stanford. Arizona State's got Dillingham, who just went out and took the Rams running backs and wide receivers coach and made him his his twenty uh, seven year old coach. He's was highly sought after. He was supposed to be the I believe the coordinator at TCU last year before the Rams stole him. So there's you're seeing this renaissance in the Pac twelve, where outside of the SEC. The Pac-12 probably has the the best depth of coaching in college football. You can talk about the the Big Ten with uh, Franklin, Harbaugh, and Day, but after that, I don't. Ference obviously at Iowa has been there for what twenty twenty two years or whatever it is. But you're in such a great position, not only at coaching but at quarterback position. You're talking about a lot, and I know prestige is hard to measure, but if, and I'm not trying to bitch right now, if Chip stayed at Oregon, he would have been one of the top ten coaches yes. probably of all time. And we're talking about the level of prestige around these guys. Caleb mm-hmm. DeBoer coming up the way that he has, finally turning into what he is at Washington now, Dan Lanning, under the tutelage of guys like Nick Saban, mm-hmm. bringing other guys like Kenny Dillingham in, filling up the conference with those successful-minded, just gritty football guys. I mean, I, I since Mike Bellotti at Oregon... Mm-hmm. From Rich Brooks, I, I don't personally believe that that level of of program, uh, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Pro, program history really was important, and trying to build up something successful. Now in the Pac-12, even with guys and coaches jumping around, it seems like that is coming back to the forefront. Much more stable foundation. Yeah, and that's what you need to be like the SEC. Yes, because that's what they're built on. They're built on Sabins. They're built on Smarts. They're they're built on. Um, Oh, what was his name at, at Georgia forever? Uh, the nicest guy. Uh, Richt. They, they were built on these... Mark Richt? Yeah. Yes, they were built on these coaches who were successful for such long periods of time and had coaching trees. And the Pac-12 hasn't had that. They, they Oregon has been a revolving door of coaches. USC has been a revolving door of bad coaches. Nobody cares about Cal. UCLA, up until Chip, you're wondering what the hell it is that they're doing. Post-Peterson, Washington's a disaster. Yeah. Outside of the Leach years, Washington State has been, wee! Arizona and Arizona State, you know, pour another beer. And see, that's the thing. With both guys you just mentioned, Peter, uh, Peterson and Leach, you didn't think they were going to stay long-term. No. You knew Peterson was probably looking towards the end of his coaching career, moving mm-hmm. on to something else. Leach was never going to stay. He's a guy who's hopped around his entire career. Exactly. Now we see one guy, Dillingham, I'm home. Mm-hmm. You got the Stanford job open. Somebody's going to come and take that with some prestige. Yep. Dion going to use Colorado as a stepping stone. He'll be there stone. for four or five years. But if he turns that into something promising. I mean, what is that going to leave mm-hmm. us with in the Pac-10 or 12? It's going to be very good. So you can go to every single head coach. They are so much more vastly different and and, and have that that culture entrenched in the Pac-12 that you really need for success. And that's a, a big part of this, and that's why I think they ultimately the co-coach of the year stuff really makes sense to go with Jonathan Smith and Kalen DeBoer. And I honestly, you could have gone with Lincoln Riley and Smith. You could have gone Lincoln Riley and DeBoer if you were going to go co-coach of the year. I'm not even arguing against this. I, I think Jonathan Smith has done more with less than any coach in the country. And I hope that, I genuinely hope that Oregon State is able to address the quarterback situation in the transfer portal. I do. I, I want them to be good. I want them to be like even more relevant. And if that costs USC a win, so be it. Then USC's got to step their game up. That's what ends up happening. You step your game up across the board, and the conference gets better. So... Uh, coming up, I'm going to have Sean Hike in the Rose Garden Report uh, jump in uh, here a little bit later in the uh, 
2 o'clock hour, excuse me, 3 o'clock hour, uh, to talk trailblazers uh, from the Rose Garden Report, uh, where they are, where they're going, and what is uh, kind of to look for as they close out the calendar year and head towards January where the trade window uh, might open up, open up a bit. This is Danny Murray here on Danny and Dusty, Danny and the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.